Hey there, this is Healthyish, your podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. One thing I love about hosting this podcast is sharing health battles from inspiring people. Today, I've got a goodie. Sophie Doyle is from Perth. We spoke via Zoom and she's going to share how she juggles life living with a chronic health condition, running her successful business off the label and also managing her two children and a husband, of course, all while not letting her proverbial plates. She's spinning, fall and shatter. She's got some great tips she's going to share. Now, if you like what you hear from Sophie, she is up after this one on Extra Healthy-ish, that's our big sister podcast, she talks about the lessons she's learnt living with a chronic health condition. So just search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Sophie, nice to have you on Healthy-ish all the way from Perth. Thank you for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Now, I... We've got you on today because I really want people to, well, become, what's the word? Perhaps we, we, we should be become more aware of others who are suffering chronic health conditions. So firstly, tell us about your battle with a brain tumour. So I was diagnosed with a brain tumour when I was 20, but actually the, the brain tumour wasn't actually what um, had spurred on the diagnosis. I had all of a sudden woken up one night uh, and started drinking copious amounts of water, like I'm talking 20 litres of water in a 24-hour period wow. and actually just peeing the whole lot out. Um, so the brain tumour wasn't actually the first thing that they discovered. They realised that I had this very unusual symptom um, and tried to discover what that was. And in the process of trying to figure out what the drinking was related to, they actually discovered a brain tumour. So what, take us back, what was the drinking related to? I mean, that that's quite extraordinary. Just suddenly, were you just thirsty and you felt like you needed to yeah. drink water? Yeah, it was a really quite obviously completely unusual to my normal sort of day-to-day life. But I woke up in the middle of the night, I was in Thailand at the time, and I actually just thought that I was really dehydrated to begin with. And you know, over the the course of the night, I drank everything in sight. You know, anything that wasn't alcohol, I drank it, um, and was still thirsty. So I could, I really couldn't work out what was wrong with me. Um, it was really lucky for me actually that I was flying back to Perth um, to see family the following day. And so uh, after a really awful plane trip, I don't know if you've ever been on the plane and you, you tend to be more thirsty on the plane because it's quite drying. Um, but so you we got home and I went straight to the doctors and it took them five weeks to diagnose me actually. And so what did they diagnose you with then? So I have a condition, uh, quite a rare condition called diabetes insipidus. And it basically means that my pituitary gland, because there's a tumor attached to it, it, it's inhibited the secretion of antidiuretic hormone, which is the one that makes, basically makes your body retain water. So without any uh, additional sort of medication and hormone therapy, I don't retain any water whatsoever. Oh, how intriguing. So after this happened, how have you, how do you, you obviously still live with it. How's your health and how have you managed to negotiate life with this chronic health condition? Yeah. So originally, cause I was quite young, obviously I was 20 years old when they diagnosed me. Originally they wanted to just get in there and take the um, tumor straight out because they thought that that was going to be the most logical um, course of treatment. Um, I don't know whether it was, you know, just luck or, you know, whatever, but it was actually after Christmas that I was diagnosed and there weren't any surgeons available at the time, um, to do this sort of, um, So just a question, was the tumor linked to the diabetes? 
I can't pronounce that yeah. other thing. You can say that word. <laughs> Diabetes insipidus. I'm not even going to try. So, yeah, so they were linked. But yes, yes. yes. So the, the tumour is sitting on the side of my pituitary gland and that's what's actually stopping that hormone from producing and without that hormone you get a the result is a condition okay. called diabetes insipidus i see makes sense but yeah so so they um wanted to take the tumor out and they just couldn't because there wasn't anybody available so they thought oh we'll, we'll try and medicate you to keep you comfortable until we can sort of do something um and they medicated me with the but essentially the synthetic hormone and the um, desmopressin and they found that i sort of was starting to come good after a few days and then I was able to live with it. So I still have the tumour today. So how do you manage it? You know, when you have, do you have dark moments and, and how do you pull yourself through? Yeah, so I find that, I mean, it's, I'm 36 now, so I've obviously had this condition for a really long time and it does become part of my day-to-day life, but it is um, quite in, uh, it's quite hard to manage sometimes. I mean, if I don't take the medication, I'll literally just be drinking and going to the toilet, drinking and going to the toilet constantly. Um, sometimes the medication doesn't work very well. If I've been um, drinking alcohol or coffee or having a lot of sugar and things like that, it really does affect my body quite negatively. So I really try my hardest to try and keep quite a clean lifestyle so that my medication can actually do what it needs to do and I can kind of try and keep um, stop myself from getting severely dehydrated almost on the daily. So you've obviously got a successful business. You've got two kids. What are the most important things you do for your health and well-being today? I think one of the things that I've learned over the past few years is actually just to be a little bit kind to myself. I think originally, um, you know, as a young person, you, you have a lot of energy and you want to do all of these things. And I, I tend to kind of sometimes take it a little bit too far and then spend a few days having to recover afterwards so being a little bit more kind to myself if I feel like I'm tired or I feel like I just need a break or a rest then I'll actually do that whereas I think um, being a very determined person naturally I I struggled with that for a lot of a lot of you know my earlier years. And what do you do when you rest what's your kind of go-to? Oh sleep 100% sleep. (laughs) I love that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think as a parent I don't most parents, you know, having a nap is not something that, um, you know, we really allow ourselves to do. But for me, I know that sleep is really important for me. Um, taking a, a break and going for a walk or, you know, something quite sort of low impact, doing Pilates and things like that, a little bit of mindfulness, um, sitting, meditating, those sorts of things. I find that really, really helps. Actually, you're funny. You just reminded me, I interviewed Carrie Bickmore last year and she said one thing that has stuck with me and she said, during lockdown, I really appreciated the value of just taking a nap and I'd never let myself do this before and you just reminded me of that because we're often, especially as women, we lie on the couch, we feel guilt, we should be doing something with the kids for ourselves, cleaning something, but to actually take a nap is one of the best things you can do for your health. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's it's really important. Like my husband is really supportive of if, if I'm feeling not 100%, he'll go, go have a nap. I'm like, I can't. I've got so many things to do. I'm a parent. Like who's going to look after the kids? You, you know, <laughs> all those sorts of things. But it really, it makes such a difference. Sophie, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish and reminding us of the value of the sleep. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I love when I chat to people like Sophie. It just reminds you that, you really don't know someone or someone's battles or someone's challenges until you step in someone else's shoes. 
And it's a good reminder, isn't it? Anyway, she's an inspiration. If you do like this chat and you want more from us, Extra Healthish, Sophie is up on that one as well, or we've got many other interviews. We publish a new episode of Extra Healthish every morning, Monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for listening to this chat. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, well, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.